This is a HeadGum Podcast. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Okay, stop the song, yeah, right? We don't stop do it. the song for this stop one. The song. So normally what we so would do it. is yeah. we would tell a story. This has been a part the of the song. show for a long time that we start the show by telling a story over the song. Mm-hmm. Used to be like a beloved section of the show that people enjoyed. We ran out of stories to tell and things to say a now long it's time a very, ago. It's a rote exercise. Yeah. So one thing. For this episode, there's a lot we want to do for this episode, but one thing we wanted to do was get some help from you. You tell stories, is that correct? You're a storyteller? I mean, I mean, I write them. Effectively mm-hmm. a legend of both printed and spoken word, is that? Yeah, I don't, like I would never do like a moth or anything like that. You know, where people just you get You think the moth to, David. You have to do a moth. Shots fired at the moth. I, w- I wouldn't want to be must, the moth right now. You must do the moth. I've never seen the moth either. Have you ever seen the moth? Uh, I I saw the Mothman prophecies. Mm-hmm. Do you remember this film with Richard Gere? The Mothman prophecies. Yes. Do you recall this film? And that's a story. And that was a story. Huh. A legend passed down through time of the killer Mothman, and Richard Gere was investigating it in the film. But that's, I guess, not the moth that you meant. Uh, which is fine. Um, I haven't seen it, but I have heard. I meant gentle cousin of the butterfly. Ah, mm. you think the, the moth is gentler than the butterfly, and the butterfly is the aggressive, butterfly. nasty cousin that the pretty colors have given a reputation, perhaps, moth. for being a sweetheart. Well, what's interesting is where I live in England. In the south of England. Okay. The south. In the summertime. The English Riviera. In the late summer, butterflies come into the house, Mm -hmm. and they hide in the rafters, Mm. and they become dormant. And then when when you turn the heat on in the winter, they kind of come back to life, Mm. and they try to get out out the windows. Mm -hmm. And so you'll have butterflies and flies uh, plastered against all the windows trying to get out, and you let them out, and they're just going to die because it's too cold for them. Mm. Mm. And then five minutes later, you have a whole new group there. Mm. Okay. And that's what... <laughs> Seasons. But, and then the moth... To me, the moth is not gentle. You see I'm wearing a sweater. I'm moth bait, baby. I mean, they would really go at this pretty aggressively. Do you have moth problems here? I do. You do? Unfortunately, I do. Oh, in England, I have awful. to be honest. And you know what else they like? They like taxidermy. Mm. They like it. And they'll lay their eggs in the taxidermy and completely destroy What are we talking? And the taxidermy will begin to come to no, life. No, let, wait. Let's oh, compare collections. Let's okay. compare collections. Mm-hmm. What, are you, what are you working with in your place? What Game. kind of taxidermy are we talking? Game hen? Well, uh, I, I had a chipmunk that my sister gave me, mm. and I was getting ready to leave town for a couple months, mm-hmm. and I had it in a cabinet, and I just looked in the cabinet, and I saw a worm drop out of it. Wow. And so I put a bell jar over it, and I came back two months later, and all the fur was gone, and it just looked like it was made out of white leather. Mm. And then holes started to appear in the leather. And anyway, uh, moths and their larvae completely Mm. destroyed this taxidermy. Oh, it's like something out of the Mothman prophecy. Just just the one chipmunk you have? Mm -mm. You got a lot more stuff. Three? Yeah, I have other things. Okay. I have a lot of dogs. Taxidermy dogs? A lot of them. I have a, a, a little Yorkshire Terrier okay. in a case. And I, normally I wouldn't in name it. In a case? It. Yeah, we mm. named it Casey. Normally we wouldn't name things like that, but he's and he's sitting on a little piece of carpet. Uh-huh. He's, like, he's probably 80 years old, and he's just waiting for his master to return. And he has wow. mournful eyes. And, uh, and we have some pu- puppies, mm. and they were... Victorian, so they would uh, take the puppies uh, and drown the them, and then mm. stuff them. Yes, and put them in these uh, shadow box, you know, little environments, and and put them in a box, like and, a diorama, acting yeah. out mm-hmm. scenes mm-hmm. from, I guess, what what kind of uh, what are some of the great Victorian drama? Is there anything? These just look like they're in a uh, in a kind of an old kennel, you know, with okay. a, like a prison. Actually, they look sure. like they're in a dog prison. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have many versions of the noble bug 
the Mighty Beetle, mm. the Stag Beetle, and I have these preserved, and they're put into scenes as well, but they're usually doing human activities. Mm-hmm. So the bug might be reading a speech at a podium, or the bug might be sitting down to enjoy his cereal, and he has his little crooked with a tiny spoon put into his pincer. Mm-hmm. These are my taxidermy. I don't have anything with fur because I do not want the moth problems that you described. Well, another thing, there was this guy uh, who had a, a Victorian guy who did these <laughs> elaborate taxidermy scenes, and mm-hmm. he had like a, a guinea pig classroom. And there were like ah. 25 guinea pigs in yeah. a classroom. And there was a stern teacher and there was, you know, the lazy student and mm-hmm. the student with his hand raised. Mm-hmm. And uh, they did a kitten wedding. Okay. Ah. So from th- this guy, he he had a, a, a museum and then they dismantled the museum because people weren't interested anymore. Ah. And Damien Hurst, the artist, bought a lot of the stuff. But yeah. I found squirrels sword fighting. And so oh. I, had, I own that. Mm. I used to have kittens but, smoking in the boys' room. Couple bad <laughs> kittens, leather jackets on, kicked back. You know it's between class, and you know that the bell has already rung. I would love to talk uh, taxidermy. I would too. Okay, we have to introduce our. And already, our we're guest. getting into story. Sorry, our guest, of course, is David Sedaris, who's in many books. Yes, uh, you have written about many being colleagues with Santa Claus, mm-hmm. going to France. Going to Tokyo uh, and many other things. Is this correct? And speak on this. Growing sure, up. that's correct. Growing mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. Growing mm-hmm. up. Part growing, of the story. Growing old. Mm. Growing, uh, growing heavy. Mm. Can have written about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, but you're also you're famous for you write these things and then you say them as well, mm. which many of your peers. Too afraid. Dean Koontz, another like legend of the printed word. Nobody wants to hear him say these these books. Mm-hmm. Well, but you, know, you, but, you say them. Well, I think part of it is, like, I would never go to a theater and read something that's an hour long. Because then uh-huh, if you're in right. the audience, you're not really into it, and you're just kind of stuck there. Mm-hmm. So I'll read maybe Little eight, pieces. eight things. Mm-hmm. No, no, I don't believe in like reading part of something. Mm-hmm. So, I, but I just write short things. Well, you know, I have a twelve-page attention span. Do you know that I've seen you at the theater? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. What? And this is a bit of gotcha journalism, in fact. Do you call going to the Ridgewood Playhouse around two thousand five? In Ridgewood, Connecticut. Yes, correct. <laughs> that is funny. Mm-hmm. I was just back at the Ridgewood Playhouse uh, a couple months ago. Has it changed since our time we spent there? Not. A bit. Well, that's good because if it ain't broke, wow, don't fix it. Yeah, we were there. Um, I believe I was wearing sort of a unique blazer and you complimented me on it. I got my book signed. I was with my sister. We saw some deer on the way home. Um, did we, uh, did I know it was your sister? Maybe we talked about your sister a bit as well. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I always love it when people come with their brother or sister. Yeah. It's the sweetest thing. Yeah. It's a family affair. When uh, families do things together. Yeah. That's the last thing we probably did together. Really? Yeah. (laughs) Around 2005. But it was good. We don't want to spoil it by trying to do something else. They called it off after that. We just saw a deer on the way home, which was pretty exciting. Then we parked, shook hands, and went our separate ways. That's how you do it. But we'll always have the Ridgewood Playhouse. You don't wait for it to just like peter out after that. You just say, we've had a great brother-sister thing. Hell of a run. You end on a high note. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is interesting possibly for, you mentioned you were doing Kimmel tonight. Mm. If you really score, like if you say something that just lands hard, just stand up and walk off the couch. Leave. Just leave. Leave them wanting more. I wonder if anyone's do you think anyone's ever done that? Just gotten up and walked off? But this I is mean you'd be a legend, man. Yeah. If they haven't, even better. And I was wondering too, do you think any anyone's ever vomited or on passed stage? out on a show like that? No, on a on a um talk show like that. Almost everyone does. Mm. Certainly I've seen them get the host be vomited on by mm. various funny animals. Mm-hmm. But it must, I mean, given the amount of talk shows, mm-hmm. the amount of guests. Somebody must have thrown somebody up. Somebody must Well, no, they. Well, especially on Kimmel where they used to have an open bar. 
Or shit in their pants, maybe. Mm-hmm. They may have gone sure. to the bathroom. Yeah. It's actually, like, they, they cut it out, but it's rude if you don't do it. <laughs> like, it makes the host feel powerful. Yeah. For you to go and advice. shit on the couch, and they'll edit it, or they'll at least cover the noise up a little bit with, like, Jimmy coughing. But they will, if you don't do it, they sort of feel like, oh, this guy doesn't think I'm anything. Somebody showed me a little video clip yesterday. Mm. It was Whoopi Goldberg on The View Mm-hmm. And she farted on the view. And, and they just left that right in there. Huh? And then she owned up to it. <laughs> and I would have pretended it was a chair noise or something. I, I never would have admitted it. But I Well, thought, the cushion yeah. that bears her name <laughs> is perhaps an <laughs> indication that she's cushion. very proud of yeah. that sound. Yeah, I mean, she's lining her own pockets <laughs> because that's moving units to see her do it on the view. It's really free advertising. Let's talk about the master's class. Mm, yes. And we're here. You've, you've, we've arrived at the main premise. You've done this. I did a master class. Mm-hmm. It is on the satirical art. It's on. And, and I, essay and, and truth. And uh, uh, the book. I think humor and storytelling. Ah. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. And I impart some wisdom. Now, oh, you do. Yep. Now we. Yep. We want people to buy the cow, so let's not give them too much milk, but maybe just a drop. What's one little one milk? Just one nug. Okay, try this on for size. Sticky nug. If you want to be a writer. Okay. Uh huh. Write. I disagree. Write no matter what. I disagree with writers. Write. They love to write. If you have a cut on your finger. Uh huh. Right. Go ahead and write. Write about the cast. If your hands in a use cast, the blood. Right. Write with the cast. Write on the cast. Sign your name you on the what? cast. If you're in a wheelchair and you can't do anything from your chin down, mm-hmm. write with a chopstick with your in your mouth. The sessions. Uh-huh. Write on the cast. Draw this to see yes. You know, do do whatever well, it takes. But you know, you meet a lot of people who say, "Oh, if I had time, or I want to write." But mm. you know, you make the time if you for what you want to do. If you want to, yeah. am I wrong? I think so. Yeah, Hayes thinks you're wrong, and I'd love to hear his side of it because, frankly, I've known Hayes a lot longer, and I trust him. So, I all you have to do is say that you're doing it. Mm. You don't have to actually do it. Yes, I tell every. I say to everyone, I'm a writer. I'm working on something. I'm actually. I don't do anything. It's getting really good. Did you yeah. go to college? No, not particularly. You didn't. No. Well, it's not college per se. It's no. like it's sort of a different. Yeah, I wouldn't think of it as just a college. It's a little uh, like I don't know. You want to just, just describe it? It's a little castle in Boston. Ah. Oh. But, like, it's not like you wouldn't say, like, oh, I went to college. Like, it's a little no. different from that. You would so say, you went to Harvard. Well, I, you know, I don't like to say it that way. He matriculated. He wouldn't say he went there. He, that absolutely he, kills me. He matriculated. Everyone I know who went to Harvard, they, yeah. I, did you go to school? Yeah, I went to school in Massachusetts. Ugh, you said some it. Little, yeah, some little castle in Boston. In, oh, I brother. say, I lived in a castle in Boston, and me and all my friends just made each other laugh, and we wrote all the funniest ideas in the world, but, and all and were making fun of everything. But what's wrong with saying I went to Harvard? Like, if I went to Harvard. I wouldn't know. I've never said it. I would say it. Yeah. You would say, but, I mean, what yeah, I, I do say, I yeah. if I went to Yale, I would say, I went to Yale. And I would mm-hmm. feel pretty good about it. And yeah. I, I would say, you know what? I went to Princeton. You'd say, me and all my cronies, we give each other jobs. No, I, wouldn't, just feel, live it up. I wouldn't feel guilty about it. No, you don't, I, I'm not saying to feel guilty about it. I don't think it's fair it. to feel guilty about something that so many people would like to do, and then you do it, and then you feel, oh, bad and guilty and ashamed about it. Hey, That's are you just hearing some this? old bullshit. No, I agree. I mean, like, you, there, there's no... Like, like the fact that you took a spot of a more deserving person <laughs> because right. of factors totally unrelated to uh, like your ability Systemic, or like just general like, merit issues. Yeah, yeah. The, in the, the, country the legacy at large. Of, of hundreds of years of of racism yeah, for historical starters. oppression. <laughs> Thank and I'm, you. And I'm it's making me bored. And I'm bored. Please. Come on. We gave the Oscar to Parasite. That's fixed. Uh, That's a big one. Did you say that in the master class? That's a big one, too. Go to Harvard. 
Uh, no, I didn't that's sound that. advice. Humor and storytelling. I mean, she probably should have started with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I lampoon I'm, everything. I'm a, a honorary member. Is uh, that so? Of the Harvard Lampoon. Mm. You go mix it up with the boys and in the castle. Of the Hasty Pudding Club. Oh, ah, yes, and I have seen that. I have seen and, that. And show. I didn't go. Uh, I, I didn't go to college there. Mm-mm, that's well, what honorary, yeah. And you know, what? I'll tell you something else. Mm. I gave the graduation speech at Princeton. Take that. Oh, okay, wow. and sticking it to them. Yep. And you didn't and go did, there either. You didn't you go, go to there the either. eating club. Didn't go there either. Where'd you go? I went to the, uh, Western Carolina University mm. in Cullowee, North Carolina, and then I went to Kent State for a year, mm. and then I went to the Art Institute of Chicago. Mm. Nice. And anyone can get that's into any of those schools. Mm. That's a that's a museum. The School of the Art Institute of Chicago. So it's like a school mm, I don't that's know if attached. It's a, to I've the been museum. there. I don't really think it is. A, and he's actually been there. So there's some classrooms attached to the museum. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Didn't remember seeing that. Are, they are you like talking about kids? the apple head? It's in the back. The guy of the whose head is an apple. He's not okay. I just want. Sorry. I don't know how much you paid to go there, but the guy whose head is an apple is not a He's teacher. Not a teacher. Oh, that my Greek painting is not a teacher. That is no. no that's not a teacher. That is. It's mm-hmm. just. A painting. Yeah. Yeah. And I so, understand and you do that buy like, a apple for teacher is like a whole thing. Yeah. So you, you buy like, a Oh, this is, must be in, the best but... teacher. He got so many apples. His head became one. Yes. But I do think that somebody took you for a ride. Unfortunately. Well, I. You're making You know, if, if I had to draw your picture and I had to try as hard mm-hmm. as I could, it wouldn't. It would look like one of those really bad police sketches. Mm-hmm. So I, I was never particularly talented, mm-hmm. uh, but they let me in. Yeah. And well, congratulations. And here you are now, your teacher, aren't you? And now I'm because you're the master, master class. class. Yep. And the master class. Mm-hmm. Yep. Give us one other. Just Ooh, a little just milk. A little. Okay. And grind it up. All right. Uh, when you're. Uh, when your book comes out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Jump in. Okay. <laughs> we skipped a little bit, but that's great. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you're a writer. I then, like the confidence. And then you write a book. And then when your book comes out uh-huh. and you go to a bookstore yeah. to do a, a reading of your book, uh huh. write them a thank you letter. The bookstore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And leave it in the book. It's a secret. And then. No. no. Okay. No. no. Mail it to them. Okay. A little tip. Mm. And then Troy, who works there, is maybe slipping a little uh, recommended mm-hmm. tag under Suddenly, the book. Suddenly, yeah, you're popping up oh, in there. And it's like a little hand-drawn sketch of Troy. And he's like, oh, I never laughed. Like, the, the spat my milk everywhere. Mm-hmm. Laughed so hard. Losing it. Well, sometimes you go back to the bookstore and they say, oh, we have the postcard you sent us last time. And then it's pinned to a wall in the employee break room with Ugh. other things on top of it. No. Oh, right, yeah. Guitar lessons and stuff. Lost no. on poster. It's supposed to be out in front. What's yeah. what are some what are um any bookstores Best that, bookstore, go. Yeah. Best bookstore, rank them. Harvard bookstore. <laughs> Number one. That's easy. I was at the Harvard bookstore once. I, I I was signing books one time and this woman came up and I said, When was the last time you touched a monkey? And she said and it was just a stupid question. And she mm-hmm. said, Dieter. can you smell it on me? And she worked for a place mm. that's right outside of Boston that trains monkeys to act as servants for quadriplegics. Mm. Oh. And it was crazy. Helper monkey. It was crazy. And mm-hmm. so she invited me to the center. So I went to the center. Yeah. And I was in a room with like 12 capuchin monkeys. Mm-hmm. They pull all their teeth out so they mm. can't bite quadriplegics. Ah. And then I did a benefit for them. And they said, anytime you want a monkey, just let us know. So I went to the Harvard bookstore and I said, I wouldn't like a monkey. Mm. And one of the things the monkeys are trying to do is turn pages in a book. Because if you're Mm -hmm. paralyzed, you can't do that. Right. And so I was at the podium and then the monkey was with me. And then she pulled a book off the shelf and she was turning pages in the book and it looked like she could read. Mm. And no one paid any attention to me. (laughs) This is where see, such like, a mistake. all this ah. this new technology about like 
being able to whatever use your eyes to like turn the page of an electronic book or something. Why don't we just go back to the old ways? And just on. have monkeys. Just do take it. the monkey's teeth out and put them on the book. Monkeys like, and diapers. Yeah, like why do we you have know? to improve on this system? It was working great. If you you're get a, a real monkey. writer, you hire a monkey with no teeth to write. It's like so obvious, and then it's like, oh, I'm gonna fix it. Like yeah. I'll get a robot. It's like I'm sorry, we already have monkeys. So that is frustrating. You meet so many interesting people, David. Are you just a a magnet for this? That's a lesson, really, is like like if someone invites you to go to another location in the book signing line, you have to go. Yeah. If they say, hey, I work inside a secret laboratory, you go with them immediately. You have to convert that sale. Well, have you spent much time with a monkey? Me personally, mm-hmm. yeah, I got, I got this big hairy ape over here to my right, Engineer Brett. <laughs> this is Engineer so Brett. Yeah, very nice to meet. Up you. to quite a quite a bit of monkey shines. Um, <laughs> because I was asking people at book signings, you know, if they, mm-hmm. and I would love to hear from people who have owned monkey, mm-hmm. right? Because it used to be, and it's not this way now, but you could buy a monkey in the mail, and a monkey, uh, a, a living monkey, would be sent to your house. Mm-hmm. You know what? The box would have breathing holes in and stuff. But I met this these, this woman, and she had a monkey, and it climbed up an electrical pole, uh, and then it got electrocuted, and the pole fell over onto her donkey, and the donkey was named Jackpot. <laughs> so she lost her monkey and her donkey in the uh-huh. same incident. This was in a book signing line? Yeah. I can just picture the person behind this conversation who's like, well, I got to make something up <laughs> really fast. Like, yeah. my story sucks. But yeah. all, the, all the monkey stories had tragic endings. Mm. Yeah. Well, and such is life. It's just not a good idea. Com- you know, comedy mm-hmm. is just monkeys plus time. But it's like that. Don't you think it's like that with? It's the same with people who have raccoons, or you know, when it's a baby, it's yeah. Not. Those mail order raccoons too. You mm-hmm. remember those? Well, then it gets to be breeding age, mm-hmm. and then it just everything changes. And then it becomes, yes, it becomes, it becomes completely about different. The personality completely changes. Mm-hmm. Yes, they, they become too horny to yeah. maintain as pets. It's just a fact of raccoon life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think. The solution really is you go to them. Mm. We're bringing these raccoons into our homes. Mail yourself. Live like us. Mail yourself to them. Mail yourself to the raccoon. That is when we'll really learn. Mm -hmm. So we need to learn how to tell a story for the top of the show. We still haven't done yet. We still haven't done usually how the show begins. So the show has not actually started. Technically, the show hasn't started, which you've got a lot of time. Is that correct? (laughs) You're, and doing, you're, in, you're enjoying yourself. Oh my goodness! <laughs> doing Richter after this? <laughs> yeah, you, I'm going to talk to Andy. Okay. Mm-hmm. You um, got any? You got anything you're saving up for him? Something you don't want to give to us because you, you're saving it for Andy? Oh yeah, a lot. Okay. Would, I can feel you holding back. It would be helpful to us. If, I, I'm going to tell you. Uh, uh, here's my two cents worth. Hit me. All right. You have to stop talking at the same time. If okay. you're going to tell a story, either one of you does it which one, or right. the other. Which one? Yeah. Should, which one? Please though? pick. But when two people are doing but it which at the same one? time. But you have to pick. Well, he went to Harvard, so I'd say him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> He's more qualified. Yeah. yeah. You studied. And where did you go again? Second City Training School. I'm totally, yes. I'm mm-hmm. totally, uh, I put myself through Second City. Oh, really? In Chicago? Uh-huh. Um, what year? What year, boy? I was 99 to 07. Okay. Mm-hmm. I did the... Because um, my sister Amy was there. So I was there, I mean, go, you know, I want to go see her and yeah, everything. She, like I think, did... 85 just, to 90? She did, um, I guess, just like doing shows there and stuff. I feel like she didn't like really study there. She was just kind of like performing and like performing kind of screwing and around. Writing and doing, yeah. She took like classes cracking there. Cracking people up. Yeah. And then she was in the touring company and then she was on main stage. Right. Um, yeah. That, He's I had mean, more of like a karate kid the, style I, training. Yeah. Where he was like cleaning the chairs and mm-hmm. yeah, making the concessions and all that stuff. And was he Joyce worked his way there up. when you were there? Joyce. Yeah. Oh God. Love Joyce. Joyce. Joyce was one of the main. I've heard so much about Joyce from him. Oh, Joyce. And everyone who ever went of, there could imitate Joyce. 
Oh, and I, and, uh, and hey, no exception like here, and wait until you hear the Joyce. Come okay, out of okay, right. And Hayes was so, leaving, and Joyce is coming in. So Joyce comes in, and like first thing in the morning, every morning. So Joyce comes in. What's up? <laughs> and do you know? Like, do you not know her? Uh, yeah, but this doesn't sound like her at all. Not the oh, impressions did. weren't his main. Also, class that he took. <laughs> we 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 know this woman in Japan, and she does imitations of people. Like she'll imitate her husband. Oh, you have thick toast. I like my toast thin. Oh, I don't like thick toast, and it doesn't sound like anything like him. And then we'll say, "Oh, do this person, do Hugh." Oh, I went shopping. I like go shopping. Everyone's so mad. <laughs> Hollywood handbook. Eating better is easy with Factors, delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, ready to go in just two minutes. Speaking of ready to go in just two minutes, Chef Kevin is here with his new show, The Chef Kevin Factor, where he creates fresh, never-frozen meals. Now, this is different, Kevin. I just wanna—I just want to establish... Mm-hmm. It's none of this like here's a like a pile of ingredients like this is the meal the yeah, meal has the to be ready it's not a meal. recipe mm-hmm. okay this is the meal you cook the full meal for us now Kevin yeah. you don't just send us a bunch of stuff you had laying around in your cabinet you're actually doing the cooking and there are 35 different options to choose from every week including calorie smart protein plus and keto which is this. It's a little bit of all of them. Okay. Okay, it shouldn't be. There are also more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. How many add-ons and what are some of them? It's one big add-on okay. and it's you on your bed. You're so tired after you eat my meal. The, ad- <laughs> the, the promise is the meal makes us sleepy. You've been pushing that so much. You're That's saying that you will be copy. added on to your to bed. To your bed, yeah. Your bed plus one. That's the opposite of what this is supposed to do. It's supposed to help you stay a fueled lot of these, up and I know give you a ton of energy. This they have like wrong. smoothies and things this like is that. Wrong. Reservation yeah. for two. Me walking in my bedroom. What's the second? It's you and your bed. The bed. I guess Clippy. Fuel up fast with Factors restaurant quality meals that are ready to heat and eat wherever you are. Pancakes, smoothies, and more. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. No, we didn't even. This is abs- This is not even up for consideration. So let's just hear what the actual meal. What was the was. food? I don't want to go to bed. It's very simple. It's one huge chicken nugget. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout. Every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com/slash/theboys50 and use code THEBOYS50 to get 50% off. That's code THEBOYS50 at factormeals.com slash THEBOYS50 to get 50% off. Life can be ridiculous, but you know what's not funny? Getting ripped off, and Harry's agrees. So what we want to talk about today with... Sorry, you said Harry's or Harry? I said Harry's. we, We always talk about Harry's first, and then we talk about you, clean Harry, uh, who are sort of our new... Noted. Masked, I don't know. Note for, taken. For this campaign. Talk about Harry's first. Okay. What we want to talk about is something funny that happened to here. you recently. Great. A ridiculous or fun situation that you were in okay, recently. Uh, That's the prompt, and that'll take us into discussing the product. Particularly great funny, the product funny to me or funny to just anyone? I, I mean, do you... You feel like there's a difference there? Like you. Yeah, I mean, I've had things happen to me that I suppose you would find funny. Okay. But that you didn't find funny. And, and well, you have. No, things, not really. And you have things that have happened that you would find funny, but the rest of the world would not. Yeah. I guess I'm interested in that one. That I would find funny? Yes. But that others would not find funny. You seem to think that you have like a specific taste. When it comes to what's funny or ridiculous, that is not. I ordered uh, um, like a scented spray for my pillow to help me sleep at night, like a lavender scent. Okay. And uh, they they accidentally sent me two. Okay. So you understand that most people would not find that 
funny or ridiculous, but mm-hmm. but you but you do. <laughs> I just had a, a little chuckle about the mix up at the at the shipping okay. uh, warehouse. <laughs> Harry saw customers getting screwed over by questionable That's overpriced, a come up. overpriced shaving products. Queen Harry on the come up. I decided to do something better. Instead of charging the same stupid high prices, Harry's found their own way to Double make be- scent bottle. beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of other big brands. Bogo, baby. Exceptional products, honest prices. I don't. Is there a Bogo as part of this? Because I don't want to be like talking about no, but that's uh, deals what that are no. Uh, but I, clean Harry Punk, actually got two bottles. Buy one, get one. Their deodorant, their lotion, their body wash, their hair gel, all very high quality products. They all smell great. German engineer blades made in their own factory. They stay sharp longer. You get a five blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash the boys. Highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry. No risk trial. Don't like your shave. No worries. It's on them. Getting ripped off isn't funny do you want to hear what happened to me that you might find yes funny, yes sure but that you didn't yeah so you're attuned to, to this stuff i got my foot stuck in the dryer at the laundromat and it somehow turned on and you know that that was was something other people would find funny based on well the responses you were you were getting a lot of people inside that laundromat seem to find it pretty humorous when my legs started spinning around and flipping me over. <laughs> what happened was I was holding my laundry basket with both hands and I saw, ooh, still a sock left in the dryer. Mm-hmm. So I stuck my foot in and tried to pick it up with my little toesies. I wear sandals. Punk. And as I'm picking it up, I just sort of tripped and my foot got wedged in between. There's like slats in there and stuck inside there. And then, I don't know who, somebody pushed the button or what, but it turned on and the thing starts flipping over and I'm flying in circles. Help, punk, help me, you punks. Are your clothes staying in the basket or are you going fast? No, no, no. I'm wearing all of them by the end of the cycle. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash the boys. That's harrys.com slash the boys for a $3 trial set. Hey guys, Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. You can see all your subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, I can cancel it with a tap. I never have to get on the phone with customer service. The subscriptions are insidious. They're the scourge of our modern life, and you never realize what you're subscribing to or that you're still being charged. I know that I was... About 19 dresses into receiving each one of the 27 dresses Mm -hmm. from the movie 27 Dresses before I found out how much it was costing that they intended to send me, by the way, this will shock you, 54 dresses if I did not cancel. And- I you know I you go, think oh, also well, got an by, end point at by least. like dress fourteen fifteen I think it starts to become clear like these aren't the dresses oh no they were not from the movie they didn't resemble anything from the no. movie they were not they were either way too big or way too small for a human to wear yeah and one of them was a dressing yeah one of them was a was it a fr- was a vinaigrette it was a raspberry vinaigrette. It was a French raspberry dressing. vinaigrette dressing. Ugh. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. They have over 5 million users and have helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. And that was, I mean, just to be fully transparent, that 500 million was most of that was the the dresses well yeah i mean you're talking about hollywood memorabilia you're talking about like ornate gowns you know in some cases and so that was uh yeah that was costing me a lot a lot a lot stop wasting money on things you don't use cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash the boys that's rocketmoney.com slash the boys rocketmoney.com slash the boys 
Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hollywood handbook. Now, it's interesting you talked about your sister going to uh, Second City. When I met you in Ridgewood in 2005, I said, I've just started classes at the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater. And you said, oh, what is that? And I said, your sister does shows there. And you said, I don't think so. Yeah. No, I have didn't. never heard of that. No, she didn't do shows there. She has done a show there. <laughs> Amy at Upright Citizen? She was never She's in done a UCB. performance there. No. Really? But. You know, I was there two weeks ago. Okay. In New York, because I have a young friend. I'm one of the main guys. Took, I also uh, have a, Who took uh, classes there. And it was his uh, Improv 101. Hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, and you went to his Improv 101 show? Yeah, I did. Yeah, that's nice. Did that's we, anyone friend. recognize you? No. Mm. Uh, Mini Driver was at my improv one on one show. <sighs> Who? Mini Driver. Mini Driver. Yep. <clears throat> Mini Driver. A Mini Driver mm -hmm. was at your improv. And not just a driver of a Mini Cooper like Paul F. Tompkins, but in fact, Mini from About a Boy, the TV show. Mm. Hook, hook, dunk, dunk. Remember she said that? Goodwill Good. Hunting? Uh, what else was. We saw her in a lot of things. Circle of we Friends. We sure did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We sure did. We've seen her. Speechless. And she was at your show. Did she come to see you or she? Just... Uh, uh, well, <laughs> ultimately, you know, <laughs> yeah. technically, yes. She did come and she did see me. So she came to see me. Was that her intention when she left the house? Certainly not. Do you see, uh, do you see a lot of stars? Like... Like, who was the last star you saw? Star. Who's the last star. Star, 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 star. Last star. Just trying star. to think so many. I'm seeing so many of them. And and it would help to know what you who you consider a star. Is Patrick Warburton a star? I don't, I don't know who that is. Okay. okay. I haven't seen no. him. It's just like a, just a just guideline. Just an example of just so like where the know. line is. So, no. It sounds like no. Putty from Seinfeld. The mm. Rules of Engagement. Hmm. Not a star. Let's find it. Let's find it. Anne Heche. We're going to zero in. Yeah. She would count. Okay, yeah. so let's go. So the, that's too high. So it's somewhere uh, in between Patrick Warburton and, and Anne Heche. Okay. And who have I that seen? might be the line. I, the last person I saw, and it was in New York, was Anna Wintour. Okay. okay. And, and that's I saw a her star. on the street, and I thought, wow, that person looks just like Anna Wintour. Is she and then a I went star? into the store that she'd come out of, and I said, was that Anna Wintour? And they said, yeah, she comes in here all the time. Yeah, yeah. that counts. She she discovered discovered she's a celebrity. Did she do James did a Corden? master class. Mm. Ah. Have did you I watched a lot James of the Corden? master classes? Yeah, you never did James Corden? Mm -mm. When you do that, the thing to do is get so nervous. Like, he'll be offended if you don't get so nervous that you sneeze and, like, a lot of snot comes out. And six or seven sneezes in a row. Mm -hmm. Just every time he... Every time it seems as though you've recovered and we're about to get back into the show, you hit him with a big achoo. And that, I think, wins him over in this way where it's like he feels sorry for you. You seem to be very sick, of course, so he keeps his distance a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then you can talk about whatever because it's like broken the tension. And crying, obviously. You should, did you, you have a cry, break? Uh, cry a lot. Did you ever break a rib or fracture a rib? Me? my Not my own. <laughs> So this is but actually keep pushing me, Brett. <laughs> That's because so, uh, normally yeah. I, I think it feels really good to sneeze, mm -hmm. but if you have a broken rib, got it. Forget it. I love sneezing, and it's great. Isn't it's it? fun, and you know, like sometimes Brett's you can look at the he's sun and sneeze. To, don't like, don't fall. It's a for blast. This. He's trying it's, to find like common ground with you. If you're not, he has dry, no idea driving, what you're talking. He's about. always trying to leverage the guest against. Okay, us. but yes. he, let's say we're on an airplane. And I'm okay. sitting next to you. He this is what you're talking about. This, this is, he does. And I sneeze. Just pretending. We're on an airplane, and you're next to me, and I sneeze. What do you say? I say, God bless you. I don't say anything when someone sneezes. And I don't want them I to don't, say anything yeah. to me. I say, may God honor you. <laughs> I don't you. either. <laughs> I like Gazuntai. May God carry you in his gentle arms, I say. I, I just don't see I say, may God in. forgive you. 
<laughs> I said, well, God forgives. You know what I, I say sometimes when someone sneezes? The only, this is the only thing I ever say. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I have AIDS. Wow. Sometimes, yeah, if someone when sneezes. they sneeze on you. Yeah. Okay. No, to let they, them know. No, just when they sneeze, I say I have AIDS because I want them. To feel better about. Feel to like, feel better about themselves. Okay. Mm-hmm. You, you mm. appear to have a cold. I have full-blown AIDS. That's what I say when someone sneezes on a plane next to me. Wow. And that must make them feel really nice. Mm-hmm. Because they go, oh, here I was feeling bad for myself that I sneezed. Yeah. I'm sitting next to a guy with full-blown yeah. AIDS. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he's, <laughs> and he's sharing. Yep. That's cool. That opens it up in a big way. <laughs> they may respond to you with an uncomfortable truth, perhaps, that they wouldn't normally say to a stranger. We have and then to that's start for your book. We have to start the show. We should I'm start. So, it. Oh, first of all, it would really help if you would tell Richter that what a good experience you had here. Please, because he's been refusing to do the show. Huh? We've been we get great guests. Yeah. We get like we get we've we've gotten good people. If it's, you could tell him that you had fun and that we didn't talk at the same time. And then it wasn't sort of a wall of smarm. <laughs> Smarm's not the right word. Okay. Mm. Oh, I'd love to hear what it is. Someone said it's like being in a in a car crash. <laughs> Would be great if you told him it's like not, not being like a, in car a car crash. crash yeah. Yes. Like it's being in a safe car. Hmm. Mm. I think it's like being in a vacuum cleaner bag mm. while somebody. <laughs> Is vacuuming a room mm-hmm. that lots of cats died in. That's okay. what I think it's like. Uh huh. Okay. Like Good. that, lots of cats died in, like, uh, like many three years, years ago. Three or, years ago. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And it, but it's still so it's not fresh rot, but it's still diseased for yeah. 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 But for you and bone and flesh, with your taxidermy collection, this to you is a is a compliment. It's a project. Yeah. Because then inside the vacuum bag, you've got such an activity to put all these cat bones back together. That's a summer. So you're welcome for what must be a cherished experience. We have to begin. We We got to start the show. So, and now, can I ask before you did your masterclass, did you watch a lot of the other masterclasses? No, I didn't. No. Mm. Didn't want to. I didn't want want to be influenced too heavily. I will say. It it shows. I've seen yours. It does show a little bit. You are facing the wrong way. <laughs> I think yeah. if you had watched some of the other ones, it would. You're not facing in the completely wrong direction. Yeah, but definitely like but ninety degrees it's off center. Yeah, Shit. you're missing, and you you're not totally in frame. Mm-hmm. Okay, let me ask you. In the other ones, did people have clothes on? Well, okay, so yes, but different ones from the ones you have on. Yeah, and it's and you keep saying like, "Dear reader," because you know, like sometimes people you say something and you don't even realize it's a thing, and you're saying it. Uh huh. Yeah. I listened to a little interview with Tom Perez, right, head of the Democratic National. Okay, oh, he's dropping a, names. Tom's a friend, and he said the word conversation. I bet mm-hmm. he said it twenty times mm-hmm. in a four-minute interview. Well, Mm -hmm. I think we need to have a conversation, and I think that's all part of the conversation. I think if we have a conversation about... Mm -hmm. And and if I were the person interviewing, I would stop, and I would have said, you have to stop saying conversation. (laughs) Well, I mean... But we all do things. He's right. We're not aware that we are Mm -hmm. doing. Mm -hmm. And I guess the way to fix that... Yeah. Like, do you listen to yourself on this podcast? No, I've tried to avoid it for quite some time. And and someone is usually talking when I'm talking, so it's, it's... Yeah, I can't really hear myself. There's someone else talking. Um, Why? Well, because I don't ever listen to myself, Mm -hmm. but maybe it would be, maybe maybe I should. And maybe I'd realize. Were you going to say edifying and then you thought we might not know the word? I I wasn't sure if I was using it (laughs) properly is what happened. But I thought maybe there are things that I say. Because I did an interview and somebody said, you know, you laughed at everything you said. And I thought, Mm -hmm. oh, that's the worst. Never done that. That is the greatest crime. We never, never. It's one of the worst crimes. Yeah. Yeah, no, we're not guilty of that. And it's not something that turns people off about the show. So let's start the show and let's Mm. get into, we're going to tell a story. So normally the formula for us has been this. We'll say um, we'll be ignoring our guests completely, which I think puts us on a good, powerful level. Uh, and we will be 
saying uh, a story from the past where we were hanging out with some famous celebrity. Uh, we'll take a pause between the first and last name. So we might say, I was in a store with Anna Winter. And then we will continue by saying some crazy activity we were doing with them. And then we will totally run out of steam and say, oh, God, I pray that the other person says something now because I had nothing else planned. And sometimes they will and sometimes they won't. And sometimes it helps. But usually even if they do, it doesn't help. Makes it worse. Do you think that's a good formula for starting your show? I think it's awful. Yeah, it mm, seems. Yes. Yes. And that's what we've been finding. Idea. And we've yeah. done oh, 300 or something. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you want to see it? No. Okay. Uh, all right. We do it over the song. Yeah. Sounds awful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's pretty bad. So um, how would you change that? I would say I would have like, you have a theme song, right? And I'd play that for like four seconds tops. Mm-hmm. And I'd say, so mm-hmm. let's start the show. And I would just start it. You just say, so let's start the yeah. show. You're saying mm-hmm. that to the song. Let's start the show. Hmm. And then I'd, I'd, each of you, I'd put a little note that said, don't talk while the other person's talking. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and don't be ashamed. You are of, us in this love. case, though. Don't, don't be, be ashamed, ashamed of my accomplishments. Mm-hmm. I'd put that down. Okay. Maybe I'd put your little Harvard degree right there mm-hmm. on the yeah. wall. And your degree from Second City. Mm-hmm. The, uh, you know, whatever they gave you when you graduated. Mm-hmm. Put that on the wall mm-hmm. and embrace it. Yeah. They gave him a tattoo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, have you seen Waterworld? Yeah. <laughs> That's such a good idea. Have you seen the movie Waterworld? Give somebody a tattoo when they graduate. You graduate, yeah. <laughs> I did. I saw Waterworld when it came out. It's like that. Mm-hmm. And similar. Um, okay, so, all right. So basically your idea for fixing our story formula, as it were, is to completely abandon it and possibly abandon the show. We are under contract to an extent. Also, if you're doing this for a living, you you need to prepare for it. You know what I mean? If you're going to tell a story at your introduction, you might want to work on it a few days in advance Mm -hmm. and actually Mm -hmm. act like professionals and Mm -hmm. put some thought into it and take some pride in it. Yeah. I got a lot. Going on what a, a few yeah. days in advance. The couple days before I do the show are always slammed. Yeah. I mean, I mean, and I mean slammed, David. And I can't tough. even. I could start going through it, but you, your head would spin <laughs> because it's like not so crazy slammed. So that obviously doesn't work for me. Dental, also, like just like hygiene, dental care, I car do, maintenance. Forget like, it. These things just like these, really pile up. Yeah. There's a rattling sound. The pool. And I have to say as well um, that your advice is underestimating, Mm. I think, the value we found in keeping an ironic distance and when the show does fail, which is often going, we don't even care. Yeah, or we did it We weren't even trying. That was on purpose. Mm. If I say I've been working on this for a couple days Mm. and then I come out with what I would likely come out with, which is of a similar quality to what we do, that's humiliating for me. Yeah. So I see your point. So that it's there's some. I think your best bet would be like the person who is the two people who are supposed to host this show. Uh huh. Uh, just had a car accident and they asked us to do it. We're, we're stepping not even, it every week. We're we filling have never. We've even worked in the entertainment industry. Uh huh. Mm. And here we here we go. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Okay. That could work for me. Do you think that after a couple of weeks, people would start to suspect? Let's try that. Let's try that. Let's play play the song. song. Yeah. Hello? Okay. Uh, Hello? So this do we start now? We start talking now? Okay. It hasn't been four seconds. Uh, Okay. So. Hello? This is the show, I guess. We're, okay, Jesus. Um. Wow, uh, I wish this was happening under better circumstances. Two men have died um, in just a horrific crash. Uh, we are, of course, well, do you want to go? Yeah, I mean, uh, I didn't know these these people. No. Uh, but, like, and, and so I don't feel equipped to memorialize them. I don't know why I'm 
I'm doing this now. We can't but eulogize them. We have wrong. a show to do. It feels wrong not to. Uh, no, we should say something about them. Uh, okay. These men who were supposed to host the show, yeah, I'm sure had families. Well, I know it was Lou Diamond Phillips and James Conn. So they had. So yes. So one of them had Scott. Scott, their son, famed photographer Scott Conn. Um, tweeter from Varsity Blues. Varsity Blues. One of the oceans. 13. Mm-hmm. One of those. He liked to blow things up. Mm-hmm. And then Lou Diamond Phillips. Lean on me. Richie Valens. Mm-hmm. So instead we're here. Obviously we don't have the uh, experience that those men have with the entertainment industry. We are flying blind a little bit. It is last minute. Uh, I hope I'm using this microphone right. We have a guest, and just go, and you just Please, go. Yeah, would we, really help us if you I'm were just drowning. Talk. How did you get booked on this on this show? Uh huh. You know, Do you want to talk about Lou? Uh, I I is that a celebrity to you? <laughs> Lou Diamond, a star. The name is it's just like it's a I know the name. Mm. Okay. I mean I, I don't I don't know the face really. Mm. But it's a celebrity name. Yeah. James Conn. That's a that's a I, that's I can a picture him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If I saw him in the hallway, I'd I'd say that's James Conn. Do you want to eulogize him? He was in Funny Lady. You know, that sequel to Funny Girl. Mm. Yeah. 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 Thank you. That's really that's powerful. powerful. Now that I didn't expect it. I'm getting yeah, emotional, emotional, but um, because he really was, he really was in Funny Lady. It's partially, of course, the stress of hosting a show that I have no familiarity with, uh, but also to hear that he was in Funny Lady. Can you imagine knowing Barbara Streisand then? Mm. Mm. And here I go again. Uh, wow, that's that's hitting me. I can't. I can't. But he could. Yeah, he didn't even need to. And something's happening for your Do you body. want us to Are take credit okay? for that? That was my... Uh, is, is that a good host thing to we do? Don't wanna, you we know, don't want to whoopie Goldberg to last here. Night and I, I went to dinner last night. Yeah. And it was like stuffing Brag. a musket. I ate so much food. <laughs> and so, yeah, that's just my stomach growling. I don't feel mm. like I ever need to eat again. We mm. often think of ourselves as weaponry. Mm-hmm. As guns, mm-hmm. that our words are bullets that we can use to attack unfairness in I'm, the world. I'm a 3D printed machine gun. Mm-hmm. And I'm a trebuchet. That was my stomach again. I'm a mighty trebuchet, and I can only fire once every couple of minutes, but it's one big bomb I let off, a big rock. So, what kind? And you're a, a blunderbuss? Is that get, what you were saying? What kind of gun are you? Oh, uh, yeah, a musket. Mm. What kind of gun Very are you? Very precise. Engineer Brett. I'm a thermonuclear warhead. <laughs> wow. Oh, speak Just, on that. <laughs> speak on that. Um, it's the biggest possible explosion. <laughs> it can take out half the earth. Mm. You know, in a blink of an eye. You win. Yeah. Okay. Because it was a contest, and I guess Brent won. Hollywood Handbook. Well, there's a reason they call me the March Maniac. I get maniacal around this time of year because March Mania is happening, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers and maniacs like me a shot to turn five bucks into one hundred and fifty dollars instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. Those maniacs are even more maniacal than me, the March Maniac, and during March Mania. I get a little maniacal. And let me tell you something. The best bet that I'm seeing on the board is one that will already have happened by the time you hear this ad. That's right. I'm here to give you a non-specific line from a college basketball tournament game, which you will not be able to bet on because the college basketball tournament games that are going to happen after you hear the ad do not have lines up yet. I have to give you a line specifically from today. That's how the lines work. 
Today, there are two games taking place, both of which you will not be allowed to wager on. They will already have happened. San Diego State Aztecs are favored over Boise State. Oh, mama. Hey, I wonder if their basketball court is blue like their football field. Sports facts, that's the March Maniac for you. Also, the Dayton, Ohio Flyers are favored over VCU. Hey, you know what? I'm going to go double underdog on that one because I'm a maniac. Okay, have fun seeing the games or checking up on the scores of whether I hit my bet that you could not participate in. Download the DraftKings Sports app and use code THEBOYS. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THEBOYS. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8 8- Seven seven eight Hope New York or text Hope NY four six seven three six nine in Connecticut. Help is available for problem gambling. Call eight 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 seven eight nine seven 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 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Mania! Stitch Fix is an easy way to get clothes that fit you without having to endlessly browse through options or break the bank. They're your style partner. Your stylist learns about your taste and collaborates you with you on looks that you'll love. And you say, Stitch Fix, isn't that the website where I watch movies about clothes? No, that's Stitch Flix. Stitch Flix is, a, is the premium subscription network where you subscribe and you can watch four different movies about clothes. You subscribe to watch the four movies. Uh, yeah, and I, I also, I just don't want people to be confused. Um, I uh, do have, it doesn't compete in any way, but just name-wise, mm-hmm. I do have um, Fist Fix, uh, okay. which is like, Basically, if somebody has, you know, uh, whatever your girlfriend's name in their mouth or something, okay. I come by and I fix that you will with fix my fist. Them with yeah. your fist. Okay. So it's nothing to do with clothes. I mean, their clothes will probably get ruined. Um, These are all subscription services. Yeah. So that's what they do have in common. You can Stitch Flicks. You watch four movies. One of them is Twenty Seven Dresses. People say Twenty Seven Movies. No. The one of the four movies mm-hmm. is Twenty Seven Dresses. Fist Flicks, Fist Fix, Fist Fix, Fist Fix. Yeah, Fist Flicks is also different. Yeah, I, I, yeah, Fist Flicks is totally different. The, the that's like also, Jackie Chan movies and stuff. Yeah, that's the uh, Fist Fix is an unlimited. Like if you subscribe, you, you get you, basically you can you can fix four different situations four. with my okay. fist. Yes, if you you know with one payment and you can buy that package, and then you can never buy it again, even mm. if something else comes up. Because what I found was that people were becoming addicted to the power of having my fist at their disposal, mm-hmm. and they were starting to use it irresponsibly. Um, and I would end up uh punching people who had you know really in some cases done nothing wrong and sending them uh careening you know into an alley Mm -hmm. or you know flying into a dumpster or something with one mighty wallop and the other point of confusion is that one of the four movies is the sisterhood of the traveling pants and you also say that the traveling pants are what you'll be wearing when my fist connects with you because of yeah. how far you'll be careening into the dumpster. Your mm-hmm. pants will then become the traveling pants. Mm-hmm. Yes. None of that is related to Stitch Fix. Can you scroll up a little bit for me, Kevin? There's so much more I want to say. They have a thousand brands and styles. They do the work of choosing the best options for you. Wide range of sizes available from XS to 3XL. They'll find your perfect fit. Send you clothes handpicked just for you. Even show you how to wear head-to-toe outfits so you can just get dressed and go. If you don't love something, send it back. Shipping returns and exchanges are always free. 
Thanks, Stitch Fix. They just get me, and they'll get you too. Try it today at stitchfix.com slash theboys, and you'll get 25% off when you keep everything in your fix. That's stitchfix.com slash theboys. Stitchfix.com slash theboys. Hollywood handbook. Um, that feels good. It feels like the standard, like the, the bar for doing that kind of show where we are replacing two dead men. Two de- yeah, and the people can change. Oh, sure. Every, where it's like, we got pulled into this again. Yeah. Or do we ever reference that we've done it before? No, I think every time it's a it's a fresh start. Because no one will be coming back from the last one. That's true. So every time fresh the audience crop. is new. What are they going to listen to the show again? Does that work for you, Kevin? Don't just give a thumbs up, Kevin. <laughs> hey, guys, Chef Kevin here. That's great. Thanks. Hey, do you want to hear any clips from my master class? That could be good in the, for David, who's, who's done. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah. Brett, you were there for it. I was there. Is there anything you want to hear in particular? Did you listen to the two clips that Kevin sent no. us this morning? No. And how did I know that you would have? Did not listen. Um, well, uh, Kevin, what do you think? You want to play Let's play something? one clip, and then David can give just a couple of, and then he can do the master's class on the master class. Can did, I send a different, can I play a different clip? Please. Did Kevin pick these clips? Can I say something, something about writer's okay. block? Please. Does, writer, does, does writer's block exist? Sure. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Of course it does. But I don't believe in writer's block. Right. No and way. I don't And I don't think that it does exist. And writer's somebody block, tells me I have writer's block, I say, no such thing. Is it a real thing? Yeah. Of yes. course. Yes. Mm. Of course. But do I believe in it? But do I believe in writer's no. block? No. And that's how you beat it, is you don't believe in it. Mm-hmm. It's a little like the bye-bye man. So, wow, that's your master class. <laughs> yeah. So I also was talking about writing. I'll, and really decisively. Mm. Yes. Well, what's your feeling on that? Do you, do, do you tackle writer's block at all? You know. Or are you terrified I'll, of it? Tell you the truth. The way you can tell that someone's not a real writer mm. is that they ask you about writer's block. Mm-hmm. No real writer ever asks somebody about writer's block. Mm. It's mm. only people who aren't. That talk about it. Mm-hmm. You know, when there's a Q&A, like, you know, people always say, like, what are you doing about writer's block? Then, because I don't know anybody. Can you you say, writer. when they say that, you say, pack your shit. Pack the fuck up and well, get you the don't fuck wanna, out. That's what you kind of want to say. And I introduce yeah. you to yeah. the door. You go, you go, hey, bud, me versus the blank page, call it. But I, again, I like You can how, call that fight. And you and in your master class, how you kind of repeat that to really drive the point in. We repeated a lot. I mean, that was one of our tricks to kind of we had mm-hmm. a time requirement. Yeah, it's for mandated. How long I the assume that's true for, for your master class as well. In order to secure the financial compensation, you had to fill a certain amount of time. Uh, but it didn't feel like that. It just felt like uh, did you ever read Alan Carr's, I think, The Easy Way to Quit Easy Smoking. Easy Way, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Yeah. And he that kind of repeats stuff over and over again. It kind of almost hypnotizes you by repeating things over and over again, mm-hmm. even though you're reading a book and you're not talking to anybody. And that's, and that's, still that's what you do in your master class. And really. that's what I did in mine, yeah, as we yeah. repeated it so much that ultimately you did, and you walked away going. What man? I, I walked away thinking, oh, what writer's block? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, thank you so much. Uh, you honor me. Um, do we want to play one more clip? Hollywood handbook. This guy in gym I'm bang- maybe over here. Just as an overall note, mm-hmm. miss me with the bullshit today, okay? I'm eating during this. You can just miss me with all the bullshit, man. Okay. Just for today, yeah. when we go into the script, yeah. which we're going to get to, with the bullshit, miss me with that, please. I- so that's the re- the repetitive yeah. trick that you huh, yep. picked up on yep. before. What did, did you, you eat? What did you your... eat? And you know what that says to me? Uh, bullshit. No, thank you. Yeah, yes. well, and that was exactly Tell right. bullshit. Yeah. Pack your shit. Get out. Yep. And please I didn't want don't it. let it hit you where the good lord split you. Uh-huh. It's like, be gone. Mm-hmm. Bullshit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And please go, go away. Yeah. So. Um, what did what you, did you eat? tend to eat during Scat. your classes? Hey. <laughs> what did I... Uh, That's I, another word for poop. And for leaving. Uh, 
uh, tacos. I eat a lot of tacos during. Okay. Uh huh. See, now I did notice that. I told you I watch. I did pick up on it. And then I said to them because a lot of stuff was spilling on spilling my hard on hard tacos. Yeah, there were hard tacos. Mm-hmm. And I said, "What can we do about this?" And you know what they did? They brought me taquitos. They brought oh, me soft taquitos, yeah. bite-sized taquitos. Yeah, and Beautiful I noticed solution. you did at first attempt to smoke them. <laughs> uh, no, because I quit smoking. And so I just ate the uh, okay. soft-shell taquitos. Mm-hmm. And, Hayes, would you like to apologize for lying? Okay. Because I've actually quit smoking, too, and I did read the easy way. And what they did in that book that I think – it's sort of what I've done in my master class as well is a lot of smoking books say, hey, here's why smoking's bad. Easy way goes, here's why you think smoking's good and I'm going to take it away. Yeah. Here's what you think you like and I'll take it away. So some people say, here's how you write. I go, here's how you think you don't write. Wow. And now that's gone. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. You moved to Tokyo more, to quit Here's smoking. why you don't think you write. Because you said, here's why here's you why don't you think, think, here's why you don't, think you don't write. Here's why you don't think you don't write. Right. I got to wrap it up. I got to wrap it up signal over And the there. time is yes. wow. winding down. And, and that's why you bring someone. That's why you bring someone to, to, to be a guest. We have so many people who just come alone and it just goes on forever. It's bad for everybody. So, okay, uh... So thank you so much. Um, we've loved having you. Any parting thoughts? You fixed the show. Of course, we are now going to pretend that we are fill-in hosts. Um, anything else you want to say about your experience here or that the listeners should take away with them? Well, you know what I would say to the listeners? Mm-hmm. I would say there are a lot of podcasts out there. That's mm-hmm. ah. what I would say to the listeners. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of other things you could listen to, a whole world out there to, sure. be, to be learned. So, uh don't stick to any one thing. Yeah. yeah. A, plug, a plug would probably Explore. Been, that's what I would say to them. Plug uh-huh. would be a better use of that time, <laughs> I think. That'd be just like plugging something of your own. But, uh, well, it's done is done. Yeah, and we obviously, we do not edit the show. So thank you so much, David. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Whoa. Hollywood Handbook. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>